welcome to this week's episode of Niche Reacts. I'm your host, Emmy McDonald, here with my co-host, Alex Martin. Hello. We've been talking for 55 minutes and we just tried to film, film, record <laughs> the intro to this and uh, it didn't work. So we're, we're, uh, we're back again. We're warmed up. We're Mercury ready to go. retrograde, Scorpio full moon, some <laughs> other stuff that's a way that we can make it not our fault. Yay. Perfect. Amazing. Um, yeah, we've been talking for 55 minutes about things that have literally nothing to do with what we are going to talk about today, uh, which is Yellow Jackets season two, episode six. Um, we've been talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, we're ready to go. Which is the, yeah, I feel like that's the right vibe for today, but that yeah. tracks. Um, so anyway, uh, we're going to talk about Yellow Jackets season two, episode six, titled key and uh should we get into it let's get into it let's get into it so cold open we're watching a health class gestation video we are inside of a womb and then we see we kind of pan out to the the classroom jeff passes a note to shauna flirting about her tutoring him which is a weird note um Shauna covers by telling Jeff what kind of flowers Misty or Je Misty Jackie likes because everybody's like, oh, Jeff's passing notes to Shauna. So Shauna stands up and covers. Bold move. Yeah. Like, really, Jeff? Everybody knows that you only pass notes to lovers. Like, nobody <laughs> like, it's just like not, it's not a subtle thing to do in an 80 or a 90s high school environment. Like. He's never really reading the situation quite No, right. no, that's true. Um, we, we have some moments of that again later. But uh, Misty asks Coach Ben, how much blood is there, like, on average? And we cut to hard rock and roll, and Shauna is in labor. So, Whoa. woo! Can you um, imagine <laughs> you're in labor in the woods and Misty is just... Looking up at you from... You? the you know proverbial where the stirrups would be no yeah absolutely no. not <laughs> absolutely not i was thinking that this whole time i actually think i have that note somewhere in here that i was like anyway well we got plenty of time to get to that but then after the opening credits were present day misty is emptying emptying out her danger purse at the cult she's got brass knuckles she's got like she is she was prepared to be mugged attacked anything in any scenario and she's giving up her phone misty and lottie see each other and lottie is not happy <laughs> that misty is present um no not I, not at all i mean Rage we don't face quite know what's gonna like go down right with between all of them there are some interesting interactions that we'll get into but i was like oh lottie is not not into misty he is pissed with a lot of s's yes um misty tells lottie that she's there to try to save nat and lottie says uh kind of in response um i after being like we're not a cult you know whatever she says i help people heal from past trauma so they'll stop running from themselves so i mean i that felt to me like kind of the first time that we get like a more specific version of like you know because everybody has been talking about the purple people of like you know the people inside are like oh we're healing oh we're dealing with our issues but that 
felt like very mission statement. Yeah. So anyway, notable. Um, then Lottie has kind of like a Harry Potter when his scar hurts moment. Like she doesn't <laughs> have a vision, but she kind of like holds her forehead and just is like, Ugh. and then, um, and immediately is like, you know what, Misty, you should stay. So, you know what, Misty? You should confront your past trauma. Yeah. So, but it was a very apparent vibe. She, yeah. she went from being like, she had, like, she's not happy she's there. She has the moment where Lord Voldemort, you know, speaks yeah. to her. And then she's like, you know what, Misty, you should stay. So, we don't know who is communicating that to her, but somebody sure is. Um, then Shauna gets called to the police station for questioning. She and Callie are being called in without Jeff, who seems to feel a little left out about it. Um, and then Shauna says to Callie about um, the cop with the mustache and everything else, it honestly would have been better if you just had sex with him. <laughs> Which is, you know, true from a criminal perspective but like <laughs> not the best advice your mother could no. ever give you <laughs> like, like would get this thrown out in a court of law but right not not no. exactly maternally on the nose no. um then we are back with shauna and labor and misty is not keeping her cool even a little bit she's starting to panic um, and, you know, for anybody that's like, why are they putting Misty in charge? If you'll recall in season one, Misty is kind of the one that has like any sort of first aid training at yeah. all because she was the, you know, that was kind of her role on the team. Um, but that's also just like, she's the only one that has that background. It's also why she's the one that hacked Ben's leg off. Um, but she's, she's, she's having a panic moment. Yeah, She's um, not good. She's not not doing well. She's looking betwixt Shauna's legs with an expression that I can only refer to as pure horror. Like yeah. she looks like she's she's just like staring at her hands. It's real like uh, was it in Macbeth when the wife when she's like trying to get the blood off of her hands that's not there. That's Beth Misty's. Energy. I I actually also made that note. <laughs> um, so Lottie starts with a hope sharing circle. Um, and is like, let's share our hopes. And Mari says, wilderness, I hope Shauna doesn't die. Which is I like, need Mari to excuse herself. Literally, because... Mari is never being helpful in yeah. any scenario. She's just she's always making things worse. Um, and then Lottie is promptly dismissed. They're like, it just she like goes over to try and talk to Shauna and Ty is like, get you're not yeah. helping. Give her space. Um, then current day. Nat is shooting a gun on the cult compound, which is wild. In the trauma healing place, we just have <laughs> rifles around and we're letting well, Natalie have one. Wasn't, and... I think it was potentially the rifle that she had in the motel. I think. You didn't let her keep her cell phone, but you let her keep her gun. <laughs> I think it was locked up, but now she has the keys. Seemingly. Yeah, maybe. that was my thought. I mean, I you'd think they would take the keys back from her, but you 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 would think that I would. I, I don't know how how well Lottie's managing her people. Just <laughs> like point. she's just shooting cans, like I, she's. I I guess that's what America is like these days. Anyway, um, Fork Girl comes to find Nat, and Nat tells Fork Girl, "I'm poison. I ruin people. I killed my best friend." The only person I loved, the only person who knew me. 
this whole time I was saying it was Lottie and it was my fault. And Fork Girl, you know, says like in relation to Travis, it's never somebody else's fault. There was nothing you could have said to Travis. It was already in him. And Nat says that something that was in Travis is in me. Um, and then she says that maybe some of the fucked up shit that they did in the woods was to survive. And she's like, maybe, maybe. But she's kind of alluding that maybe there was a different purpose mm -hmm. to it. Um, and then she says, but I'm not sure we deserve to. Um, so we've got. I, I really liked this moment. And that'll happen. They have a few more Fork Girl and yeah and that but i i really like the kind of like development of like nat being it would have kind of i think gotten a little old if nat has wouldn't have never kind of like come to this moment of like realizing yeah like yeah it, it you know, felt her, like, like that was like the first kind yes. of like come to jesus moment for nat where she's just going like no like you know, because Nat is always the one to be like, it's it's fine, like whatever. It happened a long time ago, and like, yeah, we're all fucked up, but like whatever. And this was Nat being like, no, like this is like yeah. weighing on me so heavily, and I don't know what to do with it. And like when I am thinking about, you know, all of these things, like I'm not sure I even deserve to be here because yeah. of the things that I've done. Like I am haunted you know yeah. and like telling fork girl of all people <laughs> which oh, i yeah. actually really like because i think in part fork girl is safe for her because she's not a yellow jacket yeah you know what i mean like she couldn't there were parts of this that like nat couldn't say to lobby because there's so much history there and everything and they else. don't none of them really have a lot of people outside mm. of the the um you know the yellow jackets right world really which is and there's a line that alludes yeah. to this later um when i want to talk about that yeah so put a pin in it if you don't mind <laughs> so um, shut up <laughs> so shut it um <laughs> we talked too much shit for too long and now i'm feeling sassy saucy. <laughs> um no so then van is mad at ty because of current day van is mad at current day ty because of spoopy sleep Thaisa. and Thaisa like yeah completely inbounds um ty refers to sleepy spooky taisa as she instead of i she says what did she say which is just like ah like um and then she extrapolates that sleep ty must have been referring to herself and van when she mm -hmm. said this isn't where we're supposed to be um and van is like there is no we don't even pull that shit like you know because van's like were you talking about your family were you talking about you know whoever <laughs> and van's like your multiple personalities <laughs> um and she's like what if i was talking about you and me and van is like fuck right off with that like no then we're back in labor and yeah misty's just looking horrified at her thing and obviously right like blood on her hand she just threw crystal over a cliff so i mean not actually but kind of you know she didn't help um, <laughs> uh so misty bails and they try to draft ben in to help who is just decidedly unhelpful like yeah, like step the fuck up ben. yeah like, i ben, know that you're in a bad spot 
but you are the only adult and he's like i don't know anything i just played a video and it's like you're but you are a like you're a health teacher at least the rest of these people are 17 year old girls like and you've probably seen that video a lot of times (laughs) yeah like shit dude um and then nat says women have been having babies for millions of years so their school system is like doing a terrible job you homo uh, sapiens have not been around for millions <laughs> of years like this is just and this is a bad situation <laughs> akila is then talking to her mouse who's living in her pocket now trying to get hyped for helping with the delivery which is just weird um that mouse is going to be important somehow yes uh but think... right now he's just right now Aquila's just fucking talking to him yeah which is you know she's having her little like cinderella fantasy you know. <laughs> whatever uh, you know you got to get through how you got to yeah. get through um lottie says they need offerings and has travis do the blood sacrifice you know cut his hand open and bleed on a skull um before they give up like buttons and a chunk of somebody's hair like it's a real, real mixed say, bag lottie is looking really rough like, Haggard. They, they all look rough but girl yeah. is like the way that they have her like rose like rosacea like that her like windburn oh my yeah God. she's got like this like chapped skin yeah. and she's just like she's real wide-eyed my, and like yeah. all of a sudden her hair is looking kind of like well, it, she keeps just hacking pieces off of it <laughs> yeah 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 that's true she's i i agree like all of a sudden lottie is looking very like yeah she's looking like a woman on the brink in a way that yeah. she has not up until like maybe this episode and last episode yeah. where all of a sudden you're like oh lottie is like whatever she is communing with is like taking yeah. something from her um so then lottie says the wilderness recognizes your sacrifice and so do i um which I, is also maybe notable right because I, you know lottie is the conduit here she yeah. has the power to recognize the sacrifice she's the priest of the wilderness the priestess um lottie's back at therapy in the current day still yeah. having visions and we get like a very horror movie camera angle for sure of- my actual thought though is that it was just a different actress <laughs> the therapist but yeah, yeah they only had her for one yeah um but, but it, just, it was spooky like, yeah like disembodied yeah. therapist voice just camera kind of slowly zooming in on lottie on the therapist couch and there's also like no light in this room like all the blinds are closed so it's just like it's kind of i don't know there's just something like off about yeah. it um but lottie she says she's still having visions and she's having a feeling that is pointing her toward back then and when the therapist is like, oh, well, it's common for people to, you know, be worried about, you know, their illness coming back. Lottie says, I'm not worried that I'm ill. I'm worried that I've never been ill. And she says that everyone coming back feels like it sent them here to show her that it was real and that she wasn't the only one who felt it out there. And she says, it was all of us. It was a part of us. And then the disembodied therapist asks the creepiest question of all time, which is, what is it, Lottie? And Lottie says, the power of that place, the God of that place. We did terrible things in its name. We brought it back with us. So This felt very horror movie. Yes, and Lottie is not okay. Mm -mm, No. I mean, I thought the therapist was going to be like, you 
like she sounds absolutely unhinged right right um, and yeah like the look on her face look at her face in this whole episode is very unsettling yeah um, yeah no she i mean she looks like like she is just like watching her six constantly yeah. she's like waiting for ghosts to pop out of yeah. the woodwork but i this scene to me felt really pivotal because i think it's it's kind of moving us toward something that we've talked about a lot with this show which is like you know there's kind of this narrative of the like unwell woman right and this mm -hmm. this question of whether these girls that have these you know i mean lottie had you know what we were shown to be kind of like a pre-existing mental health condition and i think this is moving us towards like what if it was never that what if it was never yeah. you know what if she was incorrectly pathologized and what if what she is really doing is communing with something you know spiritual supernatural like whatever and and they're they're moving us i think in that direction for the first time instead of you know really go, like going like no it was everybody and she's feeling it now and she's realizing that like you know she was never schizophrenic she never needed to be medicated she's just like it's something else you know she's able to to commune with something else um which i think is really cool just because i mean in part right there's this there's this kind of idea of like the supernatural and the scientific being diametrically opposed right like you can't if if you're a serious researcher you cannot do anything that has anything to do with the supernatural because like you will just no one will ever give you a grant ever again they're yeah. like you're a crackpot you're a loon um and i'm interested in the idea of the supernatural right as something that like we can't we we see it as a thing that it's like well it doesn't exist because science can't measure it and it's like okay but like there were times in history right that like we didn't have the science to see all sorts of things you know we've talked on this podcast at length about a time in history where we believed in the four humors and all of these other things because yeah. we just didn't have the tools to see what was going on inside the human body you know we didn't have mris or ekg machines or any of that and they were just like your blood's too hot like <laughs> so i think it's really interesting to kind of consider the supernatural as something that like we just don't yet have the scientific ability to measure like what if that's some of what's going on here and i i like this juxtaposition right mm -hmm. of being like the options are either that like you believe them and you believe that what's going on is somehow real or you pathologize all these women and like medicate the shit out of them and just hope that it mellows them out which is very much like you know i mean body borderline had the lobotomy approach you know yeah. she was electrocuted into submission like um so anyway i just think that's kind of an interesting wrinkle in all of this i know i went on the sidebar but i think it's it's cool to kind of see that that tension here of yeah. um you know that what the stakes are of whether or not we believe them so um then we're in a scream circle with the purple people <laughs> um and that guy who checked misty in uh ran a subscription horse meat horse meat business which is maybe the craziest thing i've ever heard <laughs> um I, what that's like, like a plot line in a bob's burgers episode it's also so <laughs> illegal like in a, in a 
in America, you cannot do that. Like, I was like, wow, uh, what a wild, like, backstory for this yeah. man. So weird. With his brother-in-law, which, like, what? Your poor sister. Um, we find out Misty's never been through a breakup, which I think is notable. Uh, and we'll kind of get back to that in a sec. But Misty reveals that she knows Nat and everyone stops drumming and is just like instantly paying attention to her and then they're like you know natalie and she's like yeah if you're done crying i can tell you some stories just absolutely mm. flips off this woman's trauma does not give a shit she just she feeds off of that like loves it oh loves people it. are going to like let me in or like mm. i'm going to be whatever oh then like let me let yeah. me tell you about that let me talk some shit <laughs> Um, Ben is then just drowning out the screams of a laboring teenager with dissociation, just fully like listens to Madonna in his head and goes into his, his mind palace. Um, not a shining moment for Ben was really yeah. not impressed with his behavior. This I'm, I'm surprised Ben's still around. I know. I really, I thought he was going to go. I, yeah. I, I don't think Ben's going to make it through the season. No. I don't think there's any way um maybe they're trying to soften the blow when yeah. they kill him by making him like <laughs> also just not helpful but um his and i don't know if you notice this at all but like his revelries you know about the boyfriend that he left and the life they could have had are starting to meld with the cabin yeah. so like when we're back in that world it's like he's i think you know they're trying to tell us like ben's getting further and further away from the truth and he's not really able to like now support it in his head as a memory right it's like there's the wood wall and there's the the head like, over the fireplace yeah. and um so anyway ben's mental health still not great um on by thread. then the placenta is coming and Akilah says, it's no big deal. It's just coming out a little backwards. And I, babe, it is a huge, huge deal. deal. It's a huge deal. That's, Massive deal. Yeah, that's not, if anybody has any questions about that, that's not the way that's supposed to go. It's not good. It's definitely not good. Um, and then we just, then we get a placenta shot, which was. Expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, better than a, you know given the eventuality of this scene i think better than it could have been yeah so for anybody who's never seen a placenta before that's what you're working with um and yes it is supposed to come out after the baby um <laughs> correct my god when, when my brother found out that <laughs> placenta like that you have to deliver the placenta after the baby the look of sheer horror on his face and then he immediately like after my mother told him there was a night where my mom told my brother all of her like birth stories and he just walked over to her afterwards and hugged her and was like you are amazing <laughs> he was like what the hell like he's looking at me like oh my god like that's so and i was like i've known all of this since i was like 13 dude like it is wild to watch men just like come <laughs> to mm -hmm. this like real you're like yeah we've been here yeah yeah we know welcome it's... welcome um <laughs> it's mean, grim really... uh misty is then freaking out about crystal 
Um, and Lottie kind of talks her down and says, you can still save Shauna. You can save our baby, which is scary. Um, and then Misty just goes back to like delivering this baby with loose hair, which was stressing me out. Like someone get this woman a ponytail holder. Is she, like, she and she's so her, like, sweaty and wet. So, ah! mm. <laughs> anyway, um, then we're at the police station. I immediately want to punch Stash Cop in the face because he's so smug. Um, and they split up Shauna and Callie to interview them. Um, and they kind of do it like with a, you know, they, it seems like Callie and Shauna think that Stash Cop is going to take Callie, um, but then they do it backwards so that mm -hmm. they're kind of caught off guard and Callie ends up going with Kevin. Um, Ty then asks Van about her finances, which is like, respectfully ty like mind your business um van gets defensive about ty looking at her trash bills which of course she does keep your nose out of other people's trash um and then misty calls ty and kind of pitches her on the cult which was not yeah. the tenor that i was expecting from that phone call no and ty's like so like so like well I was like, okay, well then, like Ty in my mind was like, she's thinking that maybe that's where we're supposed to be, right? right. And like, but also she's like, kind of like not mad to hear from Misty, which is right. like unusual. Yeah. Well, first she says, "I don't have time for you," and Misty's <laughs> like, "Yes, you do. Like the yes, food's great. The food's great. Uh, you remember yeah. Lottie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it was just it. The phone call had a very different." Like, mm -hmm. I thought she was going to be like, oh, my God, you don't know what they're doing. But, like, as soon as Misty is kind of on board, she's like, yeah, it's weird. But, like, people don't smell as bad as I thought. And the food's really good. So I guess that's all I need. Um, and then they're chanting in the cabin, uh, we hear the wilderness and it hears us. No. Uh, and then someone puts, like, a totem in Shauna's hand. Mm -hmm. um, the baby is delivered and Shauna loses consciousness. She comes to, and everyone is smiling and giggling in a way that is, I found to be honestly chilling. Yeah, I mean, immediately you were like, is this, like, reality? Yeah. And that would scare me. <laughs> yeah, people looking at you when you open your eyes giggling? Yeah. No. Almost scarier than the alternative. <laughs> um, I don't know if you, have you seen, I, I am just sidebar city today but have you seen the, the horror movie smile no abby and i watched that abby and my dad and i watched that um because my my mom and my brother are both like we watch a horror movie and they're like good night like goodbye <laughs> um but after that ab and i saw like within two days two different people driving in their cars just like full smiles plastered <laughs> on their face like while they were alone in their cars just like <laughs> full smile and we both times screamed like people smiling when they shouldn't be it's very <laughs> very off-putting um anyway there's a big chubby baby boy there and no one's cleaned him off which yeah i mean i guess they don't really have like i guess they have like a little tub. they have water like you could put yeah. put some snow in a bucket like swish it around <laughs> like the baby is covered in goo baby goo um, and they just, whatever. Anyway, not the most important thing, but, uh, Van is driving Ty to Lottie's, to the purple people. 
And she says she won't come in because she wants to keep the past in the past. And then when Ty points out that Van runs a video store and only wears vintage t-shirts and more or less lives in the past, Van says, yeah, in a past where we thought being happy was possible, not one where what happened happened. Um, which goes to something I think you had said last yeah. week about, you know, Van Thank definitely you, seems stagnant. Yeah. And I was like, you know, she said that, like, I don't want to live in the past. And my immediate, I said out loud to Pete, I was like, I mean, girl, you are in the past. So I was happy that I was like, um, yeah. I think yeah. you need to take a look in the mirror. Yeah, I had the same reaction of just being like, okay, well, like, if that's true, then you've missed your own prompt. Like, you're you're not doing a good job, Van, like, of not living in the past. And yeah, and Thaisa immediately. I mean, and that's one of the things I think I like so much about the the kind of relationship between Ty and Van is they immediately are both just like, oh, do you want someone to call you on your bullshit? Because I'll yeah. do it. Like, so that immediately happens here. Um, and then Ty kind of asks Van some questions about her love life. And, um, you know, she's like, I just want to know that you haven't given up. And Van says, maybe I have given up on love. But for Ty not to flatter herself because it's not because of her, uh, which I think is a capital L lie. Yeah. I think that's exactly who it's because of. So they're getting back together. I'm not getting off that yeah. train. I think. When she, this is maybe happened earlier when she, the phone rings and she's like, it might be the hospital. And I was like, thank God you are still worried. I mean, we've really just like we've compartmentalized Stopped acknowledging that. her comatose <laughs> wife yeah. yeah big time um Concerning. so then fork girl gives nat gilderoy bubbles the fourth or whatever the goldfish and uh so so that nat can be responsible for something other than herself which like as a woman in your 40s has to be so insulting for somebody to be like you need to learn to be responsible for something <laughs> other than yourself like i mean yeah but also fuck you like um they have a little heart to heart about fork girl forgiving nat and fork girl says suffering is inevitable only by meeting it with compassion can we begin to grow um which is obviously to the point um <laughs> uh shauna can't feed her baby because she's been starving and uh someone points this out and shauna's like not interested in hearing that um and everyone seems to immediately be, be fed up with the screaming infant they just like put shauna in a yeah. back room and they're like god you and your baby it's like <laughs> all i could think about was the scene where lottie was like this baby will be a gift and i was like girl you are wrong yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> lottie's no. like i've changed my mind I've changed my mind um jeff is in the car listening to fuck the police <laughs> because of course he is Jeff's Jeff. an angel. Jeff had some shining moments this episode. Je just head bobbing to fuck the police in a way that is like, I mean, just perfect. Je never change, Jeff. Um, I mean, maybe maybe change a little, but never change. Yeah. Um, Ty calls and he tries to be like, Shauna's in the bathroom and she's like, okay, I'll call her back. And he's like, she sometimes takes a while. Which is, like <laughs> Which is just like not... I'm, you know, I'm like Time not, at Van, not like, an appropriate what? lie. Yeah, like don't ever tell anybody that your significant yeah. other takes a while in the bed. It's not that 
It's just like Taisa looks at Van and is like, um, the hell. Um, and Ty basically tells uh Jeff that they're getting the band back together. Um doesn't really tell him why, but it's just like, all the girls are gonna be here and you should let her know. Yeah. And then Jeff's like, Hi, Van, and then they hang up. So it's just uh I love love Jeff as our comedic relief. I mean, that's really what he's here for at this point, and we need him. We do need him. So um, by the time Misty and Nat see each other in the next scene, Misty is kind of the queen of the purple people, mm. um, which tracks almost entirely yep. to me. Uh, we find out that, you know, basically she's done this by having Nat stories and Lottie stories and that she just immediately leveraged that into like having, again, something we've talked about a lot with Misty, acceptance, friendship, <laughs> you know. She was just like, sure, I'll spill. <laughs> like, yeah. just You're gonna hang out with me? Yeah, exactly. So um, I also really like that Misty's like, she's wearing a coat that has some purple in it. Like she's not in the purple people uniform because she didn't prepare for it. But I like that it was like, she was yeah. right on the edge wardrobe wise. Thought that was a good, good call. Um, Nat asks Misty what happened to Walter, and then when Misty's like, oh, he he went home or whatever, Nat says, we're all like this, aren't we? Which is what I wanted to talk yeah. about. Um, because think... you're exactly right. They, they don't really have, none of them no. really, so few of them have anybody, if not, or just a couple of like close people. And they're all breaking down their relationships kind of in the same way. You're like mm -hmm. I don't really deserve you know I don't deserve this because of like what I've done right or you know or kind of like still nurturing a wound from from that time and they just can't they can't move on they can't get past it and I I like that it's Nat that is coming to this realization because yeah. I think it would be more impactful for Nat to be like guys we are like fucked look like, at we, us look yeah. at us because i you wouldn't expect that from her you might it would be a real like oh shit right like if right. Nat's saying this and things are bleak yeah and um, that's the one you kind of expect to be in denial and, and she's uh she's kind of uh she's becoming bought in it seems like a little bit i have another mm -hmm. moment i want to i know I, that caught my eye at the end okay. um, yeah. about that but yeah I, I like this direction for Nat. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it was a it was an interesting choice to kind of have Nat be the one that that does it because, you know, it's like and it's I mean, it almost makes sense that it kind of had to be like Nat or Misty because it's kind of the like there's and it, I mean, it really kind of had to be Nat because it's like Nat is the one who has nothing left to lose by yeah. being like, let's get honest about this. Like, you know, everybody else is, I think kind of still in the lie because they haven't lost everything yet and they're almost like so worried about you right. know what they could lose by being like oh my god like look how fucked up we all are and look how scary this is um and nat is just she's kind of like at her rock bottom you know she's yeah. like i just i've got nothing left and and look at this look at what this has done and none of us can form like a healthy functioning relationship yeah because of this because we've all been just trying to pretend it's fine um that i this something about this exchange like when she says that and misty just kind of looks at her that like it really got me juliet lewis is really like 
going there on is, this episode. She's, I think she's killing it. We're about to approach the acting I wanted to specifically call out. But yeah, there was some good. I mean, there always is. But there was a couple of scenes and performances this episode that I was like, yeah Fuck. well because and i think it's it, it, you're because you're totally right we, we usually don't see like emotional nat in that way yeah. like we see like angry nat but we don't see like you know nat who like has that kind of like break in her voice and all of that and it was just it was really good to see juliette lewis do that because mm -hmm. she crushed it so um then we see the starving crying baby and it's so hard to watch yeah good god yeah it was it was intense um then we get an intercut scene of Callie and Shauna being interviewed in their separate rooms. Um, so dumb stash cop and Kevin are doing kind of like a good cop, bad cop thing separately. So Shauna's being interviewed by Kevin and she reveals almost immediately, or I'm sorry, Shauna's being interviewed by dumb cop. Uh, and she reveals almost immediately that she never wanted to be a mom, um, which is what a mouthful to say to a stranger. And uh, and then she says, you have a kid you don't want to save a marriage that you got into out of guilt and shame, and you can't really love either of them, but of course you do. You love them despite yourself. You're just incredibly bad at it. And there were so many horror movie notes in this episode, and I thought that this was the scariest scene that this show has ever done. Like she? watching a middle-aged woman have an existential crisis of this caliber of just like, look at what life has done to me. I was like, all my organs were in my chest. Like She crushed it. Cool. I, I mean, I cannot speak enough about how much I love our girl Melanie and her acting, but I, it made me be like, I would like, I want to write something just for her one yeah. day. Like I, oh, a one I, she, woman show of Melanie. Yeah. Oh, she was so so fucking good. She was so good. It was yeah. It was it was really moving, but it was just like I mean, it was truly like you are watching this woman kind of live this life that she doesn't want, and it's and I I liked the thing of her being like yeah like what what are you gonna do? You're gonna arrest me for being a bad mom? I know I'm a bad mom. I never wanted yeah. to be a mom. Like, but but it addressing the kind of thing of like none of it has to do with a lack of love it's just yeah. that's not it's not who she wanted to be it's not who she thought she was going to be like you know that so um and we kind of get more notes to this point later but um then for a second when we saw callie crying i thought we like callie had just watched that whole thing through two-way glass i don't know if you had that same sense no i really i knew what callie was gonna do here and then she pulls out i was a virgin oh, I was like, Kelly, which it honestly is a remarkable choice and kevin doesn't buy it he's like officer scaramusa knows the rules blah 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 and callie just says fucking bet like she's like okay i'll take it to and court I, like well, i love I, that she didn't back down in this moment she full 180 for me on kelly in the beginning i was like she's gonna like mess this whole thing up i mean you, know, the ship. you should <laughs> she should but like you and i liked it you're seeing like shauna in her like that yeah. like that ability to just be kind of ruthless and mm -hmm. like self-preserving mm -hmm. and you're like damn jeff jeff would be horrified right right jeff is just this. like these are the women i live with yes. like 
but yeah i mean i i did i thought it was very much like oh she's her mother's daughter like because she's just like oh yeah you're you're gonna you're gonna call me a liar okay do it in court like such a good she has these like eyes that like are so like innocent yes oh she's she's doing a good job yeah, yeah. She, then she like angles them the right way and you're like oh she is up to something <laughs> yeah um so then lottie is breastfeeding the baby and singing in the dark uh again big no horror movie horror movie notes um and shauna's like what are you doing and lottie says we need to feed and shauna says what did you say and she says he needs to feed yikes uh I think we might be getting more cannibalism next episode. Yep. I Prediction. think we're going to be down another member. The roast of Ben. <laughs> uh, it's a Monday night, baby. Like cannibalism jokes are all the rage. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeff has a spit take in the car. And then we find out that Shauna's got her Glock in the glove box. <laughs> And he says, you are like out of control, Shauna. And Shauna says, yeah, you think? <laughs> this family is out of control. I just, I I continue to love the way that the writers of this show mm. kind of take like a, what would be a typical exchange in dialogue and just turn it on its head. You know, it's the, it's the same thing that we got with like the Misty and Walter thing with the earpiece, you know, where it's like, normally he would be doing what, but instead he's just like listening to what Misty says in the earpiece and then like going for it twice as hard. Um, and this moment felt like that to me again, where like, normally it would be like the husband being like, you are out of control and her being like, I know, like, you know, and I just don't know what to do or getting defensive. And instead Sean is just like, no fucking shit. Like, I, <laughs> I believe me, I see it. Like, she's like, I just told them I had an affair. He's like, what? Yeah. Like, like then, that was not the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you are going off script. And then Callie yeah. comes in and she's just like. She's like, I fucking crushed it. I called him a pedophile. <laughs> and then Shauna immediately takes the wind out of her sails by being like, I fucked up. And Callie's like, what the fuck, mom? Like, uh, I did such a good job. It's like, it's it's group project vibes. Callie's like, I would have gotten us an A. Um, Jeff tells Shauna about the wellness center. He, I think Jeff thinks the girls are going on a spa trip. <laughs> um, and Jeff is like these totally damaged women. You're just going. He's like, you? I think it would be good for you. And I was like, I don't think this is what you think it is, Jeffrey. No, but like, he's right. She needs to. But also, is she? Because, I mean, he's like, oh, it'll get you. Like, they can't interview you if you're gone. And I'm like, yeah, but also you're fleeing from the police. Like, that's definitely a move. Like. Yeah. Mm, it's that's... a move. But also, I do feel like she needs to. Yeah. Take a, take a, take a step and take just step. go. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, um, Jeff, where's Shauna? In a cult now. <laughs> um, Nat comes very close to murdering the goldfish, um, but doesn't. Uh, uh, you know, basically tells him like you'd be better off if I killed you, and then and then can't do it. Um, so Nat finds her soft side. <laughs> and then we're back in the past. Shauna says to her baby that she's sorry she wasn't sure that she wanted him and that she was wrong um and he finally breastfeeds so you know i mean 
well, maybe we'll talk about the implications of that after the, the final scene. Um, then Van, Shauna, and Ty all arrive at the wellness center. It's funny because I immediately started calling it a wellness center in our notes. <laughs> like, or I was like, oh, again, this is the cult I would join. Like, they're like, uh, it's basically, you know, it's a, it's a therapy cult with yeah. matching outfits. Yeah, I'm there. Smoothies. Um, yeah. <laughs> Food. What? I'm like, what else could you want? And people aren't as stinky as you thought they would be. That sounds yeah. kind of perfect. Um, Van has made a Jonestown joke and a Heaven's Gate joke. Alex is right. I am Van. <laughs> Van is me. <laughs> she immediately is like, Kool-Aid, black and white Nikes. Um, and then Van gets kind of trancy when she I sees Lottie. did not like that for a second. Yeah. That makes me very worried about, like, what's to come yeah. in the cabin. Van kind of makes this, like, long eye contact with Lottie. And this shot felt specifically kind of, um, like, uh, oh, shit, what's his name? The Midsommar guy. Ari Aster? Ari Aster. That's what it felt like, this kind of, like, yeah. long, lingering shot of Lottie on the dock, and then she turns around and the whole thing, like... <laughs> very horror movie yeah and so lottie turns around and it's not like she doesn't look like elated to see everybody no, she looks depleted <laughs> correct <laughs> she looks really fucking tired exactly the right choice of adjective or of uh yeah adjective there perfect um the gang's back together and then we see a bird's eye view of the compound. And this in our notes is in all caps because I was just like, oh my God. And it is in the shape of the spooky girl symbol. What? There was something about like, well, there's something about this Vista that is yeah. so similar to the one. Mm -hmm. um, and just like, yeah, Lottie, that like wide shot of her, like turning around and that like with her hair, everything was so spooky. And then just like that, I was like, oh, Lottie. that was so fucking creepy to me and i thought we honestly i thought that was going to be the end of the episode i thought Same. that was the shot we were going out on i was like oh shit because obviously there are major implications to that which yeah. is like you know as much as we've kind of i feel like we've gotten this narrative of like oh lottie you know she got back she was unwell she went she was you know medicated she went to all this therapy whatever and then she like came back and she's helping people heal and now she's seeing the visions again but it's like lottie has built this entire thing still somehow in service to yeah. whatever this godhead is right like this this entity of the woods lottie has has been serving this thing the entire time and you know maybe still making sacrifices maybe doing whatever and and now she's got them all there i'm like like they are gonna find out some shit about yeah. lottie in the next couple weeks this is gonna get real wild and what i wanted to point out very small day i noticed for the first time nat is fully in the purple clothes mm, and she's not wearing any like you know she'd wear that sweater and whatever but mm -hmm. she's fully <laughs> very insane fit but yeah. she's fully in the purple so well and so like and that's part of what is so interesting about the tension here right is that it's like i mean it feels like lottie's right 
and like mm -hmm. Nat's on the right track, right? And so it's like something about what she's doing and what they're doing there is obviously bringing these girls, these women to a place that they need to be at, right? Yeah. Like emotionally and psychologically. Like, it's, it, and it's that, it, it's got that tension that, that honestly like cults have, right? Where it's like things, a lot of things that become cults are really helpful for people right up until it gets dark it's usually great right and like, like this right is very that. much yeah, yeah like and i think we maybe are gonna find out that there's been some stuff or lottie's like trying to find some stuff to like make it like officially the bad version of a cult you know yeah. <laughs> like uh yeah i the oh my god the layout of the camp being in no thank huh, you um I actually didn't notice that Nat was in the purple though, so I'm really glad you caught that because I have been, I have been, I have been on purple watch for everybody. <laughs> um, and then, um, so then we're back at the cabin and we get more like spooky nighttime humming. Um, Shauna's baby is gone from his crib. She, you know, kind of takes a pointed look towards her tea that's on her nightstand, and it seems to have been laced. I think is the implication that she was knocked out. She goes out into the main room and all the girls are covered in blood, just ravenously eating on the floor, which, and that to me was like the real moment where I was like, oh, this is definitely a dream. Yeah. I just was like, there's no, I mean, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but the way that they were talking about the baby, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. Like that too, this is yeah, too weird. Reality. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that Lottie was just spiraling out. And I was like, oh, yeah. she's officially cracked. Like, um, But then Shauna wakes up and it's <sighs> right after the delivery and everyone is sobbing and the baby didn't make it. And Shauna's like, no, that can't be true. He was just here. I was feeding him, you know. At first she says, what did you do? What did you do? Um, but then she's like, this can't be true. And then she says she can still hear the baby crying. And she says, why can't you hear him? Why can't you hear him crying? Which is incredibly sad. But I did also think, because they have her keep saying that, right, as we fade to black, that maybe that was a little bit of a double entendre thing, right? Because we know that the entity in the woods, right, mm -hmm. is like, we've referred to it as him before, um, and that it somehow has some sort of like male presence. And so I was like, oh God, is what's crying in her head, like <sighs> the, the it in the woods, like, but obviously, like really, and you know, we kind of, figured that this baby wasn't going yeah. to survive and and i am honestly like i'm relieved that we don't have to go through like watching the baby suffer for multiple episodes yeah. i think that would have been really hard and like not scary in the fun way like just no. very upsetting mm -hmm. um but it, it yeah really just very was, fucking sad very fucking sad hard maybe the hardest thing that i've yeah. watched so far on this show and i mean also just like acting wise kudos to the yeah. actress who plays young shauna sophie um, something yeah she was she was great in this and all the great. girls did a great great job Ty, young ty yeah. looks so sad jasmine what's it jasmine brown is that her name yes it, it i adore her oh my god she i was just like i'm gonna cry like 
yeah this this scene was i mean because obviously right like you know you watch a show like this and they're you know when when the girls on the team die like last week when crystal died and everything it's affecting but it is you know it's kind of part of the brief of a show like this like you know characters are gonna die and there's there's kind of the thing of I mean, almost the same thing as you get with something like Game of Thrones, where it's like you get the emotional response, but part of it is also about like the scene itself and how yeah. it happens and all of that kind of stuff. And like this is obviously like it's just heartbreakingly sad. There's yeah. nothing else going on. And like, it also really, devastating. I was like, how you know, watching it, you're like, these are fucking teenagers. Yeah. Like it was a, yeah. another like, oh man, they're like, you know, you know that the whole time. But you're like, it was just like a moment where you're like, and they're teenagers. And this right. is horrifying. It it did feel, yeah, it felt very much like in that moment, like they really wanted to remind us of that. Like there was yeah. something about like the light that they were all cast in and everything where like they all just looked so young. And you're like, oh my God, like these are kids. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really, really, t- I mean, uh, again, like kudos to the writers, kudos to the actors. I thought everybody didn't. A fantastic job with all of this. Um, I did want to talk about, you know, kind of from a story perspective, that scene where Shauna says, like, I didn't want to be a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was wondering, you know, because I obviously I think it's, it's important that that is in the same episode as when Shauna has the baby that she loses. And what did what did you make of that? I mean, when she said all of that, you know, I think there was definitely some truth to what she said, at least. But do you think she meant that? Do you think that's true? I I think she meant it. Yeah. And that was my feeling, too. That was my I, initial feeling. I think she meant it. And I think that was maybe, you know, supposed to show us, like, why she maybe felt that way. Like, I, yeah. I didn't want this again. I couldn't do this again. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to, you know, save my marriage, do whatever. Um, right. But yeah. Yeah. That was, that was kind of what I, what I thought. And I, I mean, I thought it was interesting that she said like she married Jeff right out of guilt and shame. Yeah. Um, and yeah, which, which was also hard to hear because I do like, I am, I, I love yeah. Jeff and I like, I do think Shauna and Jeff make a good team. I do. And I, I think. I don't think that she doesn't love Jeff. Yeah, right. And she says she says yeah. as much, you know, yeah. but um but yeah, Jeff was obviously not really her prince charming, I guess. And, and I don't she's, know, it's just kind of she hasn't really we've alluded all of these things, you know, you know, we've guessed all these things about Shauna. Um and she's, you know, done a good they've done a good job of showing that that's probably how Shauna has felt. And she's like right. said little things, but that was the first time where she was truly like, I feel so much shame and guilt. Right. about Jackie and all of this stuff and all the situation and I can't move on you know I couldn't let it go right and I was and I guess by the by the end I was kind of thinking okay so and part of the shame and guilt I think is maybe is maybe exactly that which is you know the the baby that they were going yeah. to have that she had that that died it's it's also that it's the it's the guilt and shame of going i didn't want this and then the baby died is that you know my fault and obviously it's not but that is a thing that that women describe right of feeling like oh my god did i do this and you know and maybe that's part of part of what she goes back with and why she ends up 
marrying Jeff and, and obviously yeah. the Jackie of it all as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, really like complex, you know, unpacking of the intricacies of motherhood in this episode. Yeah, this is not really um, where I thought Not this for episode... Ty and Sammy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sammy is still just off doing whatever. Who knows where Sammy is. If anybody's is. on Sammy Watch with us, we'll update you on this. Nobody still has any idea where the fuck Sammy is, so. I need, someone's going to need to tell me before the season ends, or yeah. I'm going to be like, you're just going to leave that right. loose. It might end. be the hospital. Maybe it's Sammy's grandmother who's watching. Just like a one line, like, yeah. who's got Sammy? But uh, this isn't really where I thought this episode was going to go. It it felt like set up for how it's, well, it felt kind of like set up for a horror movie for mm. how it's going to eventually end. Yeah. Um. And I think we only, I think there's only going to be nine episodes. Mm, I can't, okay. I might not, that might not be correct. But, um, so we're only three, we only have really have three left. Right. Um, and so I would assume it's going to start to really like pick up. And now we're all together in this creepy, yeah, in the creepy wilderness again yeah. as adults. I, I thought for a, because it was definitely a bit of a chess piece setting episode, yeah. right? You're getting all your all your pawns into place and such. Um, but I did think it was really well executed because it did yes. for me. It didn't like it didn't, it didn't feel lag at like all. That. It didn't yeah, feel it like did. or, you know, like the first part one of the seventh Harry Potter movie, right? Exa exactly. Yes, exactly that. Like it didn't feel like okay, this is the thing that we need to make before we make the thing. It still felt like. You know, I mean, they really took the time to like, to, you know, while they were setting up and getting everybody into place and doing all this to really like, you know, go into the dialogue and dig into some emotional yeah. stuff and really go like, no, look at what this has done to these women and look at how it's impacted their lives. And like, and Nat's right, like, they're all like this, not a single one of them is like, doing okay. Like, yeah. you know, they're all doing everything in service of you know like everything in their lives has kind of come to be because of who they were when they came back and what they felt about what they did um there's nothing in their lives that's like not a product of that and um you know like their careers their relationships all of this stuff and none of them can let anybody get like i mean even the ones that are married right ty and shauna like they still can't let anyone get emotionally close to them. You know, no. like Ty and Simone, you know, they were partners, but they almost had, they had like a kind of business-like relationship, you know, and they would have like more tender moments here and there, but Ty and Simone felt very much like, oh, we're a team, you know, like. Yeah. And I don't think Simone was like aware. It didn't seem like she had the full. Right yeah story oh yeah um, definitely not i mean obviously not <laughs> yeah and then jeff and shauna like we've seen a bit about you know what some of their their problems are and stuff yeah. and you know jeff and shauna again like they work well as a team as a unit but it's not like you see and i do think you know i think they love each other and i think ty and simone love each other too but it's not like you see this like you know ty Ty and Simone or Jeff and Shauna are not exactly an example of a marriage that I think any of us are really like, ah, that's the one nope. that I'd like to emulate. Like they're <laughs> not too Jeff and Shauna are just like, you know, they're white knuckling it all the way through. Yeah. And, you know, so 
nobody's doing great. And this episode was really the one where it was like, look at them, like, look at what has become of them. You know, it, it just, I mean, it was heavy and thank God we had, you know, we did have some, some moments of levity. Um, but I just, I, yeah, just Jeff, just Jeff in the car singing by himself. Um, but I just, I thought it was for, again, being that setup episode, I thought it was like very, very well executed and just a lot of, a lot of like, heartbreakers in this episode were mm. just like oh god like yeah fuck i had a feeling it was like the the like a uh, recap yeah it was really like it covered like everything i was like oh this is gonna like yeah this is gonna be some setup. like we're gonna like be covering like getting everyone to where they need to be mm-hmm. um did you i didn't see a preview for next week's episode mine just ended i didn't My either list. HBO does that sometimes too. This is kind of a prestige television thing, like where sometimes if there's too much juicy stuff or like mm. a big twist in an episode, they just won't show you anything. Um, and you know, that's not always the case. Sometimes they'll just cut it so you can't tell anything interesting yeah. that's going to happen. Um, but I kind of like that move. Yeah. I hope that's actually It's left me like, uh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i was like oh, i kind of needed some uh yeah i know it makes you worry about like what's going to i wonder if they like story. posted anything on the instagram no they just have behind the scenes of that means some shit's going down next week <gasps> oh god oh shit okay well damn damn that makes me excited I know. Oh no. That 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 <laughs> makes me really excited because that means potentially that it's just 60 minutes of stuff that they don't want us to know right before like right up until it happens. Oh, yeah, here's uh, Natalie in her like full purple. Oh my god, you're right. And this means nothing to anyone who's listening. Yeah, audio but medium. It's also like I don't like seeing everyone just smiling yeah this is like a behind the scenes shot yeah. of the cast on their instagram like on the dock after this episode just like having a fun little girls weekend out in upstate new yeah. york yeah. that's what it looks like ladies um, do you realize the compound is shaped like the scary girl symbol and um, there's an altar where she like down oh, below yeah. yeah yeah and they're burying people like so much happens in this show you like forget i know i know like, yeah all the crazy stuff it's just like the next crazy thing happens. i know i know and yet it doesn't feel soapy at all like this mm-hmm. is i think we talked about this towards the beginning of the season but it like if you were to try to explain this show to somebody else it would sound like it's the craziest most wild mm-hmm. thing that's ever been on television but it doesn't feel like that like watching mm-hmm. this show it I find that it always feels to me like we're just like uncovering more of what exists as opposed to feeling like it's like super twisty turny where you're like, yeah. oh, they just didn't know what to do here. Like we're still just uncovering more of the story. It feels honestly the only thing, and this is weird, but <laughs> vibes wise, the only thing that feels kind of similar to me, and I haven't watched the second season, so this is speaking purely off of season one, but is the Matthew Reese um, reboot of Perry Mason, mm. like where there's 
episodes where, and I, I mean, personally, I prefer this show. I like the show. I like the subject matter, but, but in terms of like watching episodes and just having these like huge reveals and like the story taking a completely different turn and all of this, but it not feeling like, oh, you set us up for this. It just feels like, oh, this yeah. like exists and we're seeing it happen, you know, in real time somehow. Um, so if anybody's looking for something else, I mean, you know, there's no teenage girls doing cannibalism or anything, but. No, it takes place in the 20s. Yeah. 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 I watched like the first couple episodes of that. And then I think we like caught up to real time. Yeah. <laughs> it was like deep in the pandemic. It was just. I simply lost. cannot do a week to week. <laughs> yeah, I need something to. My mom uh, was like. To round out the world. My mom was explaining to someone recently, she was like, yeah, it's a show, it's on, she was talking about Succession, and she was like, yeah, it's a show where it's like, they don't like drop all of it at once, like, they like, <laughs> it comes out, you know, every week, like one episode on Sunday, and I was like, mom, like, you sound, she, <laughs> she sounded like a teen, where I was like, you are just explaining how TV used TV. to work, like, it's just like, it was wild, it was absolutely wild. You know what I started watching? Mm. That new Elizabeth Olsen show. It's called like Candy, the Love and yeah, Death. Yeah, the same one, the yeah. Love and Death. That's the same one as the Jessica Biel mm -hmm. story. Any thoughts? What? Why'd they make it again? They made them around the same time. Okay, that was kind of my yeah. thought. And my impression is that they held this one because the Jessica Biel one came out. Um, I watched the Jessica Biel one. I did not like it. I don't know. How did you feel about it? I honestly, I was just talking to somebody about this recently where it's like, in this day and age, you watch so much TV where you're like, you go through and you're like, I think I watched that. Like, and I remember yeah. watching that because my sister and I watched it. Um, I was like at her apartment. And so I remember like sitting on her couch and watching it. But I just like, I, I think if I remember my feelings correctly, it was just, I was kind of like, it felt middling to me. Like it wasn't, I, I didn't actively dislike it, but I also didn't love it. Um, I think it is really funny to see Jessica Biel and Elizabeth Olsen both playing this role and how different they look. Yeah, They really went like dowdy 80s, you know, Texas vibes with Jessica Biel. And Elizabeth Olsen has more of like a 50s housewife thing going on. Like she just looks like cute and blonde and, you know, yeah, very, I, very different. I didn't like the plotting of Candy, yeah. the Jessica Biel one. I thought they like unraveled the story in a very yeah. odd way. Um, but obviously Melanie Linsky's in it. So, mm -hmm. you know, she's great. She's always great. Always great. And I, I liked the, some of the cinematography of the Hulu mm -hmm. Jessica Biel Candy. But I think I only watched like an episode and a half of Elizabeth Olsen one. Elizabeth Olsen is m much better yeah. in my personal opinion yeah. in this role. I Candy. think that was part of what I was like not like I because I was I was intrigued by the story. I do agree. I like from what I remember of it, like, I, I, you know, like I like Jessica, B like she's great in the center, but she's not always necessarily somebody that you watch who you're yeah. like, you know, she has like these huge acting chops. Um, she can be a little bit hit or miss. I feel like, um, sorry, Jessica Biel. 
Um, yeah. Elizabeth Olsen is Elizabeth like Olsen a, is an incredible actor. Yes, and she's playing it with much more. Well, the already an episode in the plotting is much. It's, it's happening in like a more of a chronological mm-hmm. order, and like the slow burn, mm-hmm. even in the first episode of like Elizabeth Olsen, kind of like she's like got like creepier eyes in it. Like she's just yeah. kind of like you can see you're like something oh, about the Jessica Biel version felt a little bit like a caricature. Yeah, like between the hair and the fake accent and the you know like it was just it was all laid on a little bit thick. Um, <laughs> yeah, I also would be like. I wish you did it just one time and we like melt, like just like combined. Like we had like Elizabeth Olsen. I think it's Jesse Palmer. Is that his name? Yeah. Is the, but like it, 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 it like it works somehow. And yeah, I wish we could have just like not had the two and like kind of <laughs> melted yeah. the, them together. I think it would have been better. But well, there anyways, is something. I'm probably like- not going to keep watching it, but I have a lot to say about it. There's something that's very, because, like, the whole nature of the affair that they have is very, like, quotidian in the way that she approaches it. Because both, I know both series have that scene where she goes up to him. You know, she does the, like, would you be interested in having an affair? Like, that whole thing. And both series have that. And, like, (laughs) the idea of, like, it being Jesse Palmer who is just, like, you know, or no, Jesse Palmer, isn't Jesse Palmer the man from The Bachelor? Jesse Plemons. Potentially. I Jesse actually Plemons is the Sorry. actor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this just became the Bachelor podcast. if it was Jesse Palmer. <laughs> oh my god, wait, that's so much funnier. <laughs> that's so much <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, you know, just Boat? an average looking dude, Jesse Palmer. <laughs> the man looks like a Ken doll. Anyway. Um, I was gonna Google it and I should have. <laughs> I was like, I know his name's Jesse. No, that was perfect. I didn't even catch on. I was like, yeah, Jesse Palmer, Kirsten Dunst's husband. What's next? Like, and then it just oh. occurred to me. I was like, wait a minute. Um, but Jesse Plemons is like, you know, he's very much like, he just kind of plays that dude where it's like run of the mill dude, you know, like. Yeah. And anytime he's on the screen and no matter what he's in, I'm like, he's a bad guy. Always. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, always his vibe work. is off. His vibe is off. He, um. He also, like, there's something about his face that reminds me of Matt Damon. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like something about looking at him where my brain is just like, he's trying to be a good guy, but he's not. Like, it's that thing of just being like, where it's like, it, it's, you can, it, it's the uncanny valley of looking at Jesse, uh, Jesse Plemons, not Jesse Palmer, where you're like, you can tell that he's approximating a good guy yeah and but he's not doing it quite right like, just no. by the nature of his face I, he's, he's a person who uh, i wonder what he's like really like he, uh, he and kirsten seemed, dunst are apparently an absolutely lovely couple um but anyway uh what was my point <laughs> i have no idea we just i really derailed <laughs> the conversation Anyway, we're losing the thread. We're losing the thread a bit. Um, so Yellow Jackets next week is that's that's miscellaneous TV corner. Um, we I don't know. We talk about what else we're reading on the book podcast. Can yeah. we now talk about what else we're watching on this? <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen is playing Candy Montgomery, which it, so this is for anybody that doesn't know. It is based on a true story. Yeah. Um, and so the two versions were like developed simultaneously um and you know it's a it's a woman that 
started an affair and then uh did a murder and i'm not going to tell you anything else because yeah. you'll want to hear the story um but yeah, it's a wild story um my um you know what i'm not gonna never mind um but yeah it is it's a crazy story and uh i i don't want to say anything else i don't want to i don't yeah. want to spoil it i think if you haven't heard the story yeah and you haven't watched it's worth a watch it's not like it's yeah you know cra I, crap I, it's just not was you know wasn't yeah for me. i and i love elizabeth olsen but oh, i'm yes. just kind of like i just don't need to watch yeah, it again i've it already i didn't realize when i started watching it that it was the same yeah same yeah story um well because candy's a very good name for it yeah. like you know with the vibe of the whole story so love and death just isn't as good um of a name but uh yeah, it was. It's kind of how I felt like when the uh, the Elizabeth Holmes thing came out, the Hulu series, and everybody was like, "Oh, like Amanda Seyfried is so good in it." And I was like, "I bet she is," but I listened to the podcast that this is based on, so I've already mm -hmm. done this. Like, I don't, I don't need to right. do it again. You know, I mean. And then wasn't Jennifer Lawrence just like, "I'm not doing it." Like, wasn't she like, um, yeah, she was going to make another, yeah, like series, and she was like, they were going to make a movie, I think, yeah. Of, of yeah, um based on the Elizabeth Holmes um, story and but they were going to make a a movie or a series about it and Jennifer Lawrence was like no it was too good it was perfect mm. I'm not doing it like I can't do it any better That's than right. she did it which is like you know hats off um but yeah I mean I don't know I I definitely have a certain bandwidth for based on fact stories like that that are like yeah. you know not just inspired by but like a literal like telling of a true thing that happened um and obviously there's the you know the kind of moral quandary of all of that which i think is a but i'm i'm talking purely aesthetically like it's just like once you've heard a story like i don't i i a lot of times i'm like i already know this one <laughs> like i don't need to see it you yeah. know rendered fictionally like i'd rather just watch a documentary about the real thing Agreed. Or, or listen to a podcast or you know do whatever like i don't i don't need a a version of a true story that's also like not the literal truth you know that's been edited to make it a better story like yeah i just i can't do so much of that i, I felt the same way when the staircase tv show came out i was like don't mm -hmm. i don't need this um yeah. anyway yellow jackets is definitively not based on a true story and we will be back next week <laughs> talking about it talking yes. about whatever the hell happens next and uh we hope you join us yeah and one last thing pay your writers pay your writers so that we can yellow jackets wouldn't exist my without the writer's room so that's so true my favorite picket sign from the wga strikes has been um somebody that just said robots don't have childhood trauma <laughs> which I think is amazing uh, because so many writers are just mining their personal grief uh, for material. But yeah, I mean, have you ever read anything written by AI? Uh, it's, it's garbage. It's garbage. They can't do it. They're not good at it. Um, that is part of, if you're like wondering why the WGA is on strike, I mean, there's plenty of coverage of it from, you know, reputable news sources. Uh, but part of it is that the the studios wouldn't agree to have in their contract that they can't use material developed written or you know created by ai um 
they instead offered the WGA annual meetings to talk about development and technology, which is like the most Such an eye roll. useless, spineless nonsense you, you've ever heard. Um, we need writers way more than we need studio executives. Uh, AI could definitely do a studio executive's job. So <laughs> let's replace them instead. Um, yeah, pay writers, support the WGA. Writers over robots all day. Okay. And you should, you know what? Like, I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest that uh, writing television shows that make studios and streamers hundreds of millions, if not, maybe not billions, but hundreds <laughs> of millions of dollars a year uh, should be able to like earn a middle-class wage and feed their families. Um, yes. I don't think that that's an unreasonable ask. So not at all. So support the WGA and maybe we'll do an episode talking about all the TV that you can catch up on when we inevitably stop getting new stuff. Um, after this strike goes on for a while. Cause I think the last time there was a major writer strike was like the 2010s. Um, and that was back when we didn't have streaming as much. So people really did start to run out of shit to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Season five of Stranger Things is paused. Yeah. And uh, yeah, example. and don't don't complain when if your TV shows get, you know, yeah. they don't come out and all of that stuff, because people are fighting for their lives out here. They're fighting for their livelihoods and they deserve to be so. So pay your writers and don't eat your friends. Don't eat your friends. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.